Chapter Thirty Three of the Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Thirty Three On the Other Side. Happy are they who learn at last those silent suffering teach the secret of enduring strength and praise too deep for speech peace that no pressure from without no storm within can reach there is no death for me to fear for christ my lord hath died there is no curse in all my pain for he was crucified and it is fellowship with him that keeps me near his side a l waring when the light of the next morning streamed in through the narrow grating of his cell carlos was there once more lying on his bed of rushes but was it indeed the next morning or was it ten years twenty years afterwards without a painful effort of thought and memory he himself could scarcely have told that last night was like a great gulf fixed between his present and all his past the moment when he entered that torch-lit subterranean room seemed a sharp black dividing line sundering his life into two halves and the latter half seemed longer than that which had gone before nor could years of suffering have left a sadder impress on the young face out of which the look of youth had passed apparently forever brow and lips were pale but two crimson spots still telling of a feverish pain burned on the hollow cheeks while the large lustrous eyes beamed with even unnatural brilliance the poor woman who was doing the work of god's bright angels in that dismal prison came softly in how she obtained entrance there carlos did not know and was far too weak to ask or even to wonder but probably she was sent by benevidio who knew that in his present condition some human help was indispensable to the prisoner maria gonzalez was too well accustomed to scenes of horror to be overmuch surprised or shocked by what she saw silently though with a heart full of compassion she rendered the few little services in her power she placed the broken frame in as easy a position as she could and once and again she raised to the parched lips the cup of cold water so eagerly desired he roused himself to murmur a word of thanks then as she prepared to leave him his eyes followed her wistfully can i do anything more for you senor she asked yes mother tell me have you spoken to my brother ay de mi no senor said the poor woman whose ability was not equal to her good will i have tried god wot but i could not get from my master the name of the place where he lives without making him suspect something and never since i have had the good fortune to see his face i know you have done what you could my message does not matter now not so much still best he should go tell him so when you find him but remember tell him naught of this you promise mother he must never know it never she spoke a few words of pity and condolence it was horrible he faltered in faint broken tones worst of all the return to life 
for i thought all was over and that i should awake face to face with christ but i cannot speak of it there was a long silence then his eye kindled and a look of joy ay even of triumph flashed across the wasted suffering face but i have overcome no not i christ has overcome in me the weakest of his members now i am beyond it on the other side to the poor tortured captive there had been given a foretaste strange and sweet of what they feel who stand on the sea of glass having the harps of god in their hands men had done their worst their very worst he knew now all the dread mystery of pain all that flesh could accomplish in its fiercest conflict with spirit yet not one word that could injure any one he loved had been wrung from his lips all was over now in that there was mercy far more mercy than was shown to others he had been permitted to drain the cup at a single draught now he could feel grateful to the physicians who with truly kind cruelty and not without some risk to themselves had prevented in his case that fiendish device the suspension of the torture even according to the execrable laws of the inquisition he had won his right to die in peace as time passed on a blessed sense that he was now out of the hands of man and in those of god alone sank like balm upon his weary spirit fear was gone grief had passed away even memory had almost ceased to give him a pang for how could he long for the loved faces of former days when day and night christ himself was near him so strangely near so intimately present that he sometimes thought that if through some wonderful relenting of his persecutors juan were permitted to come and stand beside him that loved brother would still seem further away less real than the unseen friend who was keeping watch by his couch and even the bodily pain that so seldom left him was not hard to bear for it was only the touch of his finger he had passed into the clear air upon the mountain top where the sun shines ever and the storm winds cannot come nothing hurt him nothing disturbed him now he had visitors for what had really placed him beyond the reach of his enemies was not unnaturally supposed by them to have brought him into a fitting state to receive their exhortations so inquisitors monks and friars persons of good learning and honest repute came in due course to his lonely cell armed with persuasions and arguments which were always weighted with threats and promises their voices seemed to reach him faintly from a great distance into the secret place of the lord where he dwelt now they could not enter threats and promises fell powerless on his ear what more could they do to him as far as the mere facts of the case were concerned this security may have been misplaced nay it was misplaced but it saved him from much suffering and as for promises had they thrown open the door of his dungeon and bid him go forth free 
only that one intense longing to see his brother's face would have nerved him to make the effort arguments he was glad to answer when permitted it was a joy to speak for his lord who had done and was doing such great things for him as far as he could he made use of those scripture words with which his memory was so richly stored but more than once it happened that he was forced to take up the weapons which he had learned in the schools to use so skilfully he tore sophisms to pieces with the dexterity of one who knew how they were constructed and astonished the students of aristotle and thomas aquinas by vanquishing them on their own ground reproach and insult he met with a fearless meekness that nothing could ruffle why should he feel anger rather did he pity those who stood without in the darkness not seeing the face he saw not hearing the voice he heard usually however those who visited him yielded to the spell of his own sweet and perfect courtesy and were kinder than they intended to be to the professed impenitent heretic his heart now at leisure from itself was filled with sympathy for his imprisoned brethren and sisters but except to maria gonzalez he dared not speak of them lest the simplest remark or question might give rise to some new suspicion or supply some link hitherto missing in the chain of evidence against them but those who came to visit him sometimes gave him unasked intelligence about them he could not however rely upon the truth of what reached him in this way he was told that losada had retracted he did not believe it equally did he disbelieve a similar story of don juan ponce de leon in which unhappily there was some truth the constancy of that gentle generous-hearted nobleman had yielded under torture and cruel imprisonment and concessions had been wrung from him that dimmed the brightness of his martyr crown on the other hand the waverer garcias arias known as the white doctor had come forward with a hardihood truly marvellous and not only confessed his own faith but mocked and defied the inquisitors of fray constantino the most contradictory stories were told him at one time he was assured that the great preacher had not only admitted his own guilt but also on the rack had informed against his brethren again he was told and this time with truth that the emperor's former chaplain and favourite had been spared the horrors of the question but that the eagerly desired evidence against him had been obtained by accident a lady of rank one of his chief friends was amongst the prisoners and the inquisitors sent an alguacil to her house to demand possession of her jewels her son without waiting to ascertain the precise object of the officer's visit surrendered to him in a panic some books which fray constantino had given his mother to conceal amongst them was a volume in his own handwriting containing the most explicit avowal of the principles of the reformation on this being shown to the prisoner he struggled no longer you have there a full and candid confession of my belief he said and he was now in one of the dark and loathsome subterranean cells of the triana amongst those who most frequently visited carlos was the prior of the dominican convent 
this man seemed to take a peculiar interest in the young heretic's fate he was a good specimen of a character oftener talked about than met with in real life the genuine fanatic when he threatened carlos as he spared not to do with a fire that is never quenched at least he believed with all his heart that he was in danger of it carlos soon perceived this and accepting his honest intention to benefit him came to regard him with a kind of friendliness besides the prior listened to what he said with more attention than did most of the others and even in the prison of the inquisition a man likes to be listened to especially when his opportunities of speaking are few and brief many weeks passed by and still carlos lay on his mat in weakness and suffering of body though in calm gladness of spirit surgical and medical aid had been afforded him in due course and it was not the fault of either surgeon or physician that he did not recover they could stanch wounds and set dislocated joints but when the springs of life were sapped how could they renew them how could they quicken the feeble pulse or send back life and energy into the broken exhausted frame at this time carlos himself felt certain even more certain than did his physician that never again would his footsteps pass the limits of that narrow cell once indeed there came to him a brief and fleeting pang of regret it was in the springtime everywhere else so bright and fair but making little change in those gloomy cells maria gonzalez now sometimes obtained access to him partly through benevidio's increased inattention to all his duties partly because any attempt at escape on the part of the captive being obviously out of the question he was somewhat less jealously watched and more than once the jailer's little daughter stole in timidly beside her nurse bearing some trifling gift for the sick prisoner to carlos these visits came like sunbeams and in a very short time he succeeded in establishing quite an intimate friendship with the child one morning she entered his cell with maria carrying a basket from which she produced with shy pleasure a few golden oranges look senor she said they are good to eat now for the blossoms are out i gathered some to show you and filling both her hands with the luscious wealth of the orange flowers she flung them carelessly down on the mat beside him in her eyes they were of no value compared with the fruit with carlos it was far otherwise the rich perfume that filled the cell filled his heart also with sweet sad dreams which lasted long after his kindly visitors had left him the orange trees had just been in flower last spring when all god's free earth and sky were shut out from his sight for ever only a year ago what a long long year it seemed and only one year further back he was walking in the orange gardens with dona beatrice in all the delicious intoxication of his first and last dream of youthful love better here than there better now than then he murmured though the tears gathered in his eyes but oh for one hour of the old free life one look at orange trees in flower or blue skies or the grassy slopes and cork trees of nuera 
or and more painfully intense the yearning grew one familiar face belonging to the past to show me it was not all a dream as i am sometimes tempted to think it thine roy if it might be oh roy roy but thank god i have not betrayed thee in the afternoon of that day visitors were announced carlos was not surprised to see the stern narrow face and white hair of the dominican prior but he was a little surprised to observe that the person who followed him wore the grey cowl of st francis the prior merely bestowed the customary salutation upon him and then stepping aside allowed his companion to approach but as soon as carlos saw his face he raised himself eagerly and stretching out both his hands grasped those of the franciscan dear fry sebastian he cried my good kind tutor my lord the prior has been graciously pleased to allow me to visit your excellency it is truly kind of you my lord i thank you heartily said carlos frankly and promptly turning towards the dominican who looked at him with somewhat the air of one who is trying to be stern with a child i have ventured to allow you this indulgence he said in the hope that the counsels of one whom you hold in honour may lead you to repentance carlos turned once more to fray sebastian whose hand he still held it is a great joy to see you he said only to-day i had been longing for a familiar face and you are changed never a whit since you used to teach me my humanities how have you come hither where have you been all these years poor fray sebastian vainly tried to frame an answer to these simple questions he had come to that prison straight from munebraga's splendid patio where amidst the gleam of azulejos and of many-coloured marbles the scent of rare exotics and the music of rippling fountains he had partaken of a sumptuous midday repast in this dark foul dungeon there was nothing to please the senses not even god's free air and light everything on which his eye rested was coarse painful and loathsome by the prisoner's side lay the remains of a meal in great contrast to his and the sleeve fallen back from the hand that held his own showed deep scars on the wrist he knew whence they were yet the face that was looking in his with kindling eyes and a smile on the parted lips might have been the face of the boy carlos when he praised him for a successful task only for the pain in it and far deeper than pain a look of a short peace that boyhood could scarcely know repressing a choking sensation he faltered senor don carlos it grieves me to the heart to see you here do not grieve me dear fray sebastian for i tell you truly i have never known such happy hours as since i came here at first indeed i suffered there was storm and darkness but then here for a moment his voice failed and his flushed cheek and quivering lip betrayed the anguish a too hasty movement cost the broken frame but recovering himself quickly he went on then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea and there was a great calm that calm lasts still and oftentimes this narrow room seems to me the house of god the very gate of heaven 
moreover he added with a smile of strange brightness there is heaven itself beyond but senor and your excellency consider the disgrace and sorrow of your noble family that is i mean here the speaker paused in perplexity and met the keen eye of the prior fixed somewhat scornfully as he thought upon him he was quite conscious that the dominican was thinking him incapable and incompetent to the task he had so earnestly solicited he had sedulously prepared himself for this important interview had gone through it in imagination beforehand laying up in his memory several convincing and most pertinent exhortations which could not fail to benefit his old pupil but these were of no avail now in fact they all vanished from his recollection he had just begun something rather vague and incoherent about holy church when the prior broke in honoured brother he said addressing with scrupulous politeness the member of a rival fraternity the prisoner may be more willing to listen to your pious exhortations and you may have more freedom in addressing him if you are left for a brief space alone together therefore though it is scarcely regular i will visit a prisoner in a neighbouring apartment and return hither for you in due time fray sebastian thanked him and he withdrew saying as he did so it is not necessary for me to remind my reverend brother that conversation upon worldly matters is strictly forbidden in the holy house whether the prior visited the other prisoner or no it is not for us to inquire but if he did his visit was a short one for it is certain that for some time he paced the gloomy corridor with troubled footsteps he was thinking of a woman's face a fair young face to which that of don carlos alvarez wore a startling likeness do harsh needlessly harsh he murmured for after all she was no heretic but which of us is always in the right ave maria sanctissima or a pro me but if i can i would fain make some reparation to him if ever there was a true and sincere penitent he is one after a little further delay he summoned fray sebastian by a peremptory knock at the inner door the outer one of course remaining open the franciscan came his broad good-humoured face bathed in tears which he scarcely made an effort to conceal the prior glanced at him for a moment then signed to herrera who was waiting in the gallery to come and make the door fast they walked on together in silence until at length fray sebastian said in a trembling voice my lord you are very powerful here can you do nothing for him i have done much at my intercession he had nine months of solitude in which to recollect himself and ponder his situation ere he was called on to make answer at all judge my amazement when instead of entering upon his defence or calling witnesses to his character he at once confessed all judge my greater amazement at his continued obstinacy since when a man has broken a giant oak in two he may feel some surprise at being baffled by a sapling he will not relent said fray sebastian 
hardly restraining his sobs. He will die. I see one chance to save him, returned the prior. But it is a hazardous experiment. The consent of the Supreme Council is necessary, as well as that of my Lord Vice Inquisitor, and neither may be very easy to obtain. To save his body or his soul? Fray Sebastian asked anxiously. Both, if it succeeds. But I can say no more, he added rather haughtily, for my plan is bound up with a secret of which few living men save myself are in possession. End of chapter thirty three.